0: Episode 82 of Underemployed. Uh, full disclosure, David and I are recording this in the middle of a random-ass Friday afternoon, and David's got some stuff he's got to go to in about 40 minutes, so there'll be no time for chit-chat. Uh, there, David and I barely no even... Idle chit-chat. Nope. We barely conversed. We got right to it. Um, David, though, we were saying uh, best athletes ever wear 82, we decided... Maybe Quadri Ismael? Yes. Now, if you don't don't know who Quadri Ismail is, go Google that. That's a funny early 2000s NFL reference. Um, What I wanted to point out, David, was it is, I think, about 75 degrees today. Yeah, it certainly feels it. And if you're not from here, I don't know why you're listening, but if you're not from here... um, we have had a lot of crazy weather the last—I don't know—the entirety of January. Um, y'all got y'all got a decent amount of snow a couple times. We had it, right?
1: We got over the course of like a week. We probably got like five-ish inches. Yeah, which is good amount of snow. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I always said four to six inches is the perfect amount of snow. It's not too much. I to disagree. Cons- okay, how much is yours? Like four? Well, you and I do love snow, so I'm not opposed to more than six. But, like, to me, four to six is perfect to play and enjoy the snow. You get school off. But it's not, you know, if you need to get somewhere, you can usually, like, if you have a decent car, you can kind of get through it. Um, But I see Bethany had some, did Bethany have days off, right?
1: No, she basically had the whole week.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's true. She had, for
1: that that week, she had MLK Day Off. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not go to school Tuesday. She did yep. not go to school Wednesday. Yep. She had a two-hour delay Thursday. She had Friday off.
0: That is as good as it gets. That is the perfect week, uh, especially because one of those days was a freebie. You had a holiday. so mm-hmm. um, That's actually true because y'all are in our – sort of in our DMA – Our area we talk actually
1: we do we do get you we do get the cbs six broadcast exactly that's for what survivor
0: which is funny which is funny to me because we've talked about before that fredericksburg's right in that kind of no man's land between dc and richmond it doesn't belong to either so it, it's great that y'all get us uh we yeah, appreciate we get, it we get some D- we get dc
1: stations for abc and fox but we get richmond for cbs
0: uh do you know what the nbc affiliate is
1: I I think it's I think it's NDC4.
0: Okay, so then yeah. So I guess we're the we're the standouts, but hey, good for us. Um yeah, we got we got a little bit of snow, like an inch plus. I mean, Richmond unfortunately is like a little south of the cutoff line for snow. I think y'all are right at the line to get a decent amount. Um you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles, but uh it was a wild week that week of we had a big news story in the middle of the week, and then the rest of the week was just weather, crazy weather every day. And then we've also had freezing rain. We had terrible winds. We've had tornado warnings in the last three weeks. Um, it's been wild. And now, of course, it is unseasonably hot for this time of year warm. I would <laughs> warm. So uh, we've gotten everything in some in January, but you know what? Uh, not as bad as it was. On Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, in Baltimore, Maryland, where uh, uh, one of us was at the Ravens playoff game, and one of us had to deal with single-digit wind chills, which were... Uh uh, I, was, I was at an
1: outdoor wedding.
0: Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not... Know. Okay. First of all, wedding talk supersedes <laughs> all on this show. This has been long established So, Forget my Ravens story. We hold off on that. All right. You went to an outdoor wedding in the... On mid- January 20th, yes. Yes. In the... Okay. I need some context as to why I need some context as to where, and then I need more context as to why.
1: Uh, it was in Washington, Virginia. It's got two first names. Home to the only three Michelin star restaurant on the East coast outside of New York.
0: Ooh, fancy. Very
1: fancy. Um, we did not go there because a meal for the two of us would have been more than a thousand dollars.
0: Okay. Probably a good call. All things considered.
1: Um, the the bride and groom wanted uh, wanted to keep their the, their their anniversary from when they had started dating as their wedding anniversary, so they had an outdoor wedding in January.
0: You know what? I honestly don't hate that logic because I've wondered with married couples before if they kind of consider their preferred anniversary their were a couple anniversary or their wedding. I'm assuming most would go wedding, but it's nice if they overlap. So yeah. So how was the wedding?
1: It was nice. It was a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, I
1: was, you know, digging through my snowboarding gear to like pull out uh, <laughs> some some base layers and I pulled out my my big furry bomber hat so like I was I was toasty and comfortable. So uh, go ahead. besides go. my cap, besides my like shins, shins were a little cold just because there was a gap between my boots and my jacket.
0: Yeah. Um but, like eh, whatever. So funny enough so I knew the ra- actually a big reason I went to the Ravens game last week was I knew it would be super cold and that those ticket prices were going to drop and they did. So I actually got well I'll get to I'll get to where I sat later, but um I knew that I had enough clothes to like for most of the cold but I wasn't really prepared for the being out in the bitter cold. So I went out and I stocked up. I got some thermal underwear, thermal socks. I got um New like insulated boots, and here's the rookie mistake I made, David. And I, hmm. th- I, li- I thought of you. For, no exaggeration, you're the first person I thought of because I knew you would be upset with me for not thinking of this. I wear a size 10 ten and a half shoe, and hmm. I got a size 10 ten and a half boot. I didn't size Foolish. up. Foolish. Foolish. So. Foolish. And, so I had you to go with
1: eleven, so you have room. To put a toe warmer and to have thick socks. This
0: is the problem. I initially had thermal socks, uh, just a regular long pair of socks over them, and then wool socks. I could barely fit my boots over them, and it would have I couldn't have walked on them, and I was Mm -hmm. gonna do a lot of walking that day, so I had to ditch that middle sock and just go with thermal and wool. When I was walking, it was fine, but just in I mean, it would have been rough anyway because when you sit down and don't. Can't move your feet as much. Your toes get a little rough, but yeah. I
1: would have, let, I would have happily let you borrow my Tim's. That's
0: true, but you go. I mean, you wear like a size eighteen shoe or something. So I mean, are a twelve. Jack. Okay, Jack. let's well, let's let's. Okay. Sorry, <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not that tall. Okay,
0: sorry, I apologize, but uh, I will. So other than that, other than my toes being a little uh, a little numb at times, and I did what I could. Um, I felt very. Warm and protected. I got a new beanie at the stadium. I got. Uh, I was wearing four torso layers. I was very prepared for that. And I finally got snow pants, I forgot to mention earlier. That was like the best. I otherwise did not have a warm pair of pants. So I was like, all right, I need to get on this. So when I I drove from Richmond to Baltimore, I walked out of the garage I parked in, and that wind hit when me. You,
1: when did you buy tickets? Did you buy tickets day of?
0: No, although... I bought them on like Tuesday or Wednesday, but it, I could have waited a little longer. There were tickets. I paid about with fees $415, which really is not bad. I was sitting seven rows behind one of the field goal posts, which we'll get to in a minute. But I think two days later, I saw tickets that were two rows behind me for like $285. So I could have waited, but all good in the end. Um, so when I got to Baltimore on Saturday, I walked out of the garage and it, that wind hit my face because I had a scarf but I didn't have like a face warmer so oof but after that after a while you kind of get used to it and then David I'm sure you've been in this in sports games that are outside if you're in around a lot of people your body heat the body heat kind of works itself you know what I mean
1: it can certainly
0: yeah Um, but I you know I went I went to Pickles first which I don't know if you've ever been to Pickles outside of Camping Yards okay that's a a certain guest on the show who I won't name, PJ Anderson, that was one of his, uh, one of his. I'm hot aware spots.
1: of what pickles is. Yeah.
0: I just, I just stopped by and, and stayed inside from the, in the warm for a while. Um, that's also where I decided because I got, I got tickets seven rows behind the field goal posts, you know, my brain started thinking and I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can get a sign on TV if there's a field goal post. And so, uh, you mentioned my station earlier and I thought, you know what? What if I just get a sign that says watch WTBR CBS six? Oh, yeah. stop kissing ass. And I actually brought it up with people that week at work and I was expecting more pushback, especially from, you know, my bosses, and they said, Well, that sounds stupid, but go for it. That sounds kind of fun. They were right on both counts. So <laughs> so I got that sign on TV when Justin Tucker kicked an extra point in the third quarter. And the we were very proud of it. Nuck if you tuck, baby. Yes. And that's the other sign I brought because I didn't want... I figured I'd be fine, but I didn't want stadium personnel to get suspicious if like, they were like, hey, why are you why are you just promoting something on TV? So the other sign I brought for Ravens kicker Justin Tucker was "Nuck if you tuck. Now, we talked on the show about how much we love the song, "Nuck if you buck. If you don't know what it is, Google it. It's a fun time, right? Fix your life. Yeah. And... So there were a lot of people in Baltimore who thought that was an amazing sign and that made me feel good about my choice. I actually, by the way, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really post about it. I got that sign on TV too. Tucker kicked a field goal in the first quarter and I got the Nuckabee Tuck sign up. <laughs> so your boy had a successful day in Baltimore, all things considered. Um, great time. I think, David, we've talked on this show that you've been to like a Caps playoff game against the Rangers, I think, was what we talked about.
1: Yes, it was Game Seven, and I want to say the two thousand and seven series.
0: So, or was it '09? They won in '09, right, on the overtime?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. It was, it was the, it was Game Seven of that first round series.
0: So, tell me what that's like, because hockey already has a crazy atmosphere. It's a Game Seven. They win on a walk off. Like, what was that vibe like that night?
1: That was the single loudest I've ever. Single loudest sporting event I've ever been uh around mm-hmm. just uh, just an absolute cacophony ears ringing after the fact yeah really a, 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 a whole lot of fun an electric environment you know it's a game seven it's a, it's a thing unlike the game seven is really a thing unique to north american sports mm-hmm. um
0: is it mostly single elimination elsewhere
1: it's it's a it's a two it's so I mean it depends on the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that for like soccer, it's a it's it's a two leg for everything up to the final, and then in the final, it's obviously a, a single. Um, and then I think European basketball they still do um, they still do sort of a, a series. So that you know. I think it's five. I think it's five game. Okay. Um, or even three, but rarely do you have the seven,
0: which is funny now because North American sports have gone in, in our lifetime, the NBA's first round has gone from best of five to best of seven hockey. I think, I don't know if it's always been best of seven in our lifetime, but they may have done the,
1: not to my knowledge.
0: Okay. Baseball still has their, I guess not their first round anymore. They have a wild card round, but they have now a best of three that started a couple of years ago. The division round is still best of five, and then the last two rounds are best of seven. I think everything else is pretty much best of seven. And then, obviously, football is different. But um, but yeah, I. funny enough, like you, the loudest playoff game, the loudest atmosphere I've ever been in, and my dad and I talk about this all the time, he, Sam, and me went to, in 2005, we went to, game six of the first round series between the Wizards and Bulls and the Wizards had a three, two series lead and the, the, the Wizards had not won a playoff series in 33 years. And they like got a, there was like a minute left and Jared Jeffries got a steal at half court and dunked it. And I, David, I have never heard a building louder in my life. Like for a, City that loves basketball, and as we talked about, the Wizards are unfortunately have often been an irrelevant franchise in the area. That place was, oof. So, so being there, so being yeah, the
1: Wizards of the Wizards are 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 absolutely a uh, in in NBA parlance a poverty franchise.
0: Uh, Well, we we also send our best to Wes Unseld Jr., who has probably for better for him been moved to a front office role and no longer the coach, so he can uh, just enjoy not being the head coach of the Washington Wizards. I guess. Which, you know, I'd love to get paid to not be the coach of the Washington Wizards. So, but being in Baltimore on Saturday, just, I got there super early in the stadium, like maybe 90 minutes before kickoff, and it just felt cool to see the place fill up. And, you know, they brought out all these legends. Cal Ripken was there, uh, you know, which is great. So, I don't know. It was a really, really cool thing. And then um, the coolest part, David, uh, not for me, but I was already thinking of you when this happened, it's a random guess, but do you want to take a guess at who was the halftime show performer at the game
1: of a Baltimore Ravens
0: game? Yeah, and I don't know I don't know if they have any Baltimore connection. I'll I'll give you a hint. You and I can guess and then we can meet in the middle.
1: Jimmy Eat World?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You would okay, have th- I'm pretty sure they're from Arizona. I know. And you would have thought, good Charlotte, they're from Baltimore. So I, you know, at least one uh, of them. Yeah, they're
1: is. from they're from Waldorf. Okay,
0: fair enough. That's sort of like Tony Braxton. She's sort of like 20 minutes outside of Baltimore. It's like, I consider her from there. Um, but you know who's performing at the halftime show uh this weekend?
1: Not a singular clue. Uh
0: you know you should ask your bartender. T-Pain? Yes. Baltimore legend? T-Pain?
1: Tallahassee's home? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you, think, H- hero. do you think? Do you think now that T-Pain's getting all this love for uh, his acapella, his covers, and his real singing voice? Do you think he's going to go back to the auto-tune for the performance?
1: Uh, it depends on what he depends on what he performs because if he's going to do if he's going to do uh, his absolutely excellent cover of War Pigs. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think he doesn't need autotune for that. Yeah. It would be. It's one of those songs that's like uh, explicitly political, but people who don't really understand what the lyrics are, think that it's like <laughs> it's
0: it's, our it's our, not political. Right, it's our favorite type of song. That and yeah. uh we speaking of weddings is it's we always we always we've probably talked ten times in the show about songs that are played at weddings that really shouldn't mm-hmm. be at a wedding that really shouldn't be yeah. played at weddings. Yeah Heia uh, and Time of Your Life. At least time of your life <laughs> It's a sarcastic kind of like you know yeah. look ahead, so you can kind of get away. Hey ah, is a little like, but Andre points that out in Hey ah. He says, "Yeah, uh, don't want to me, just He knew what he was doing.
1: Um, exactly, he knew he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. the uh, War Pigs follows in the great tradition of Bulls on Parade and just Rage Against the Machine in general. Yes, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's Glory Days and.
0: And born in the born in the USA. Born especially. in the USA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Clearwater Revival's "Fortunate Son." Yep.
0: It's uh irony can be tough to pick up on. I'm someone who picks up, fails to pick up on subtleties a lot, so I get it. But if you're a politician, uh, that's why you have people around you who can kind of decipher this out.
1: It's just a measure of how much people actually like you that, like Paul Ryan, was able to say in an interview, "Oh, Rage Against Machine is my favorite band." No one on staff ever talked to him about the fact that, like, hey, man, you are the machine. Yeah, like,
0: you know, they're gen- that's generally who they're talking about, yeah. <laughs> I almost, by the way, the fact that we haven't recorded since December is probably good, because I was going to try and make you eat crow on Joe Flacco, who you have relentlessly mocked over the years, unnecessarily mocked.
1: I don't think I've relentlessly mocked
0: no, him. No, you cruelly assault, verbally assaulted Mr. Flacco.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that a man who's made millions of dollars playing a a, a children's game is really hurting for what the opinions of.
0: Hey, we one have po- sh- one schmo
1: on a podcast. Hey, says. we ha- we
0: have poll and we have you know we got we pulled numbers so you know he's he's probably listened a few times so. But the good news is that Joe Flacco then threw two soul crushing pick sixes in the playoff game against Houston a couple weeks ago. So I don't want to say David won. But I think David got the last laugh on that, so I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: I mean, did I really get the last laugh? Joe Joe Flacco played meaningful minutes
0: yeah. in the and, NFL and this played season. really good football for like seven straight weeks at thirty-eight, yeah. almost thirty-nine. Yeah, you know what? Yeah,
1: I, he's still got a hose. Like, yeah, exactly. I got yeah.
0: you know what? I, true. I, I salute Joe Flacco and what Joe. What
1: meaningful critique do I actually have?
0: I don't know. Plus, his gl- as we as I've discussed before, his glow up from his rookie year to a few years later. Immaculate. He he. He started very ugly. He had a unibrow, buzzed head, didn't look good. Grew out his hair. Grew, grew a little stubble. You know, grew into his face. Grew into his face. That's a good way to describe it. So I salute Joe Flacco. Um, I wanted to ask you, by the way, have you gotten have you gotten sick at all this winter? Okay, I'm I'm happy for you. I do, you have not. I'm I'm unfortunate. I did get sick a couple weeks ago, but it's it was just one of those things where something was going around the station, and like I, I still a have a shot. I still have a lingering cough. Yeah, and that's the thing. I got my flu shot and my COVID. I did the fluvid shot back in I don't know, mid-November, early December-ish. So I don't know if what I got was COVID. I don't think so, but I got a bad cold. I still have like a lingering cough from it. So uh, if you're out there, I guess just pray for me. I don't know. Seems like a good use of a prayer. Um, Jack needs a minute, your prayer. I did. Uh, again, we're going fairly quickly through this episode. So, uh, David, I got some news jabs. Unless, did you have anything you wanted to bring up before we got to it?
1: I... I mean, not particularly beyond the fact that, like, I would love uh, a Chaos Super Bowl. By which I mean, I want the Lions in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: and then I, I, I don't really... It does not really matter who else.
0: Well... It works in two ways. One is that Baltimore, you know, I'm a Ravens fan, so obviously you're happy for me. Um, sure. But Kansas City then has the, inter- the inherent rivalry of uh, which musician is bigger in this case, Taylor Swift or Eminem. And I feel like that's a matchup we've all been, it's a celebrity deathmatch type matchup we've been wanting to see for a while.
1: Jack I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. That's not even a contest. Oh, right now,
0: no, it's not even in the ballpark. But all uh,
1: time, it's not even a contest. All
0: time, I think you're underselling Eminem. He was the, arguably the biggest musician on the planet for a year. Or two. I I would say you're you're underselling. I would say he's
1: the biggest musician in the English speaking world.
0: Okay, but I'm saying I think you're underselling him a little bit. I think. I think there was a, I think there's an argument to be had of like, 2000 Eminem versus 2023's Taylor Swift. I'm just saying, that's.
1: Eminem has sold 227.5 million albums and singles in the US. Let's see, Taylor.
0: To be fair to, by the way, to be fair to Taylor, Eminem grew up more in an area where record sales were a lot higher. So if she's not at that level, that's more an indictment on the yeah. cr- on the environment. 114
1: album units worldwide. That's still
0: really good. That's still great. So yeah, nothing. No shade against her. Um, well.
1: Uh, yeah. All right. Eminem has 500 million worldwide.
0: All right. So, I will I will. Yeah.
1: I will. I will, I will eat crow there.
0: I, I am saying again, different environment, but I'm I, I really do think early. T- they're they're good matchups for each other. Uh, Also, again, just musical powerhouses I like to see go at it. Like I said, if Celebrity Deathmatch were still on the air, and if there were a Just World, it would still be on the air, that feels like a good matchup.
1: Celebrity Deathmatch is, I I know we've talked about it in the past, it's one of those shows that, like, absolutely have a time, there's no way that gets
0: remade. Right, yeah, it wasn't even... Too many people are suing these days. Exactly, it wasn't necessarily problematic in terms of the content of the show, but the the overall concept of the show, like David said, is... uh... I don't know if people would be thrilled about it being, you know, seeing them like have a chainsaw go through their, you know, body or whatever. So, so yeah, I, uh, you know, for a, for a Super Bowl, obviously I'm hoping for Baltimore and I'm hoping for, I'm hoping Detroit plays them because even though I think Baltimore would quickly become the enemy of the country, it, Detroit's a great story. I'm happy for them. They're, I think they're still on the, re, they've been rebounding pretty well since the 08 financial crisis and the city's really kind of on a rebound and. Lions are, it's good, you know, it's a great story. And we do love some good stories. You know, we're storytellers, David.
1: We are absolute storytellers, and we appreciate the craft that Dan Campbell puts into, you know, eating kneecaps.
0: Right. (laughs) You know what, it was weird when it started, but who's to argue with the results?
1: It's hard to, like, he, 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 here's the thing you can never, you can never doubt about Dan Campbell is that he was clearly passionate. Mm -hmm. Like, dude showed up every day and was, like, gonna give everything. And he certainly seemed like the kind of coach who, if he was given the right Mm -hmm. right, the right room and the right set of circumstances, could build the kind of loyalty and the, like, hustle that you see out of, you know, college coaches or even, Mm -hmm. you know, even sort of folks who folks who were were more established. Players would run through a wall for him.
0: And he was a member of the 2008 Lions who went 0 and 16. So that's another really cool part about it. He was there through the absolute worst of times. Actually, I don't know if there's anything worse than the 2008 Detroit Lions because that is, that fall of 08 is when the stock market collapsed and Detroit got hit really hard and the Lions went 0 and 16 and they traded Chauncey Bilps for Allen Iverson, which was a terrible trade. <laughs> so they were really struggling. <laughs> it was a really bad trade and a really bad time for Detroit, but, uh, I'm with you. I like. I'm happy that Dan Campbell kind of helped turn the tide, and the team's rallying behind him. So it'll be interesting to see Sunday. Uh, all right, David. Some quick news, jazz before we get you out of here. Let's do it. All right. So I'm sure you saw this story: a soccer fan plucked from the crowd to officiate an FA Cup match couldn't cheer when his team scored. Have you heard this story?
1: I was unaware of this. Tell me more. All
0: right. So from Wolverhampton, England, or Wolverhampton, excuse me. Wolverhampton. Yeah. Okay. A fan of soccer club Wolverhampton was unable to celebrate his team's late winner in an FA Cup replay because he'd been plucked from the cl- crowd to stand in as a match official. Ross. Was, Bennett, he,
1: offic- was he an official or was he a linesman?
0: So uh, let's see. I probably should have read more before I started reading this cold. Uh, Ross Bennett attended the Wolves Brentford game on Tuesday with his 11-year-old son and volunteered to fill in as the fourth official in the technical area near the dugouts, okay. following an yeah. injury to one of the assistant referees in extra time. He was a qualified referee at youth level, and said he was given a crash course on how to work the substitutes board, and dealt with questions for member of the, members of the Brentford staff, in a tense end to the match. I mean, that feels like that feels like every coming-of-age kids movie in the 80s and 90s, where, like, rookie of the year, you're just plucked from the crowd to be a star all of a sudden.
1: Ugh. What a time. You know, that's one of those things that, like, sports are fun. Right. Particularly, I I love the FA Cup. I love the concept of the FA Cup. You know, I am glad that the U.S. has something similar to it. I wish the MLS would buy into it. I would love to see a basketball version of the FA Cup exist.
0: We already got the in season tournament, homie.
1: Yeah. No, 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 True FA Cup. I want, uh, I want the Washington Wizards showing up to play some like regional level pro team in Des Moines, Iowa. Oof, that
0: like, might be th- that might be tough. Below the
1: G League. That might like, be t- I want that.
0: <laughs> that might be tough for the Wizards.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's, it's the exactly it might, it might not end well. It's the equivalent of like all of the baseball teams playing a tournament. So like minor league you know the the summer pro league college you know it's like it's equivalent of like having the savannah bananas in the same tournament in, as the like the astros
0: okay i now really want to see a savannah bananas houston astros world right? series matchup that would be right only if they play banana rule baseball sold yeah sold that's also underemployed at some point with, i mean yes those tickets are expensive but underemployed will one day go and go to a savannah bananas game just for the content uh we report will,
1: live somehow we will get
0: a live stream somehow going.
1: we will get we will get on the field
0: oh that oh.
1: i bet i bet they would i bet they'd buy
0: into it you know what we're, I, gonna, we're
1: gonna podcast from right
0: field i'm just gonna bring my cd six <laughs> pass to get in the building and just hold it and not like show it off very much and just see if they let me go and just assume i'm supposed to be there yeah Um, we're
1: gonna we're gonna podcast from we're gonna podcast from right field or behind or behind the ump.
0: as a reminder david and i once did i think we talked about this once did commentary baseball game for pj's uh what men's league game his men's league too yep we did it at uh then george mason high school's baseball field and uh the the comment the feedback we got from everyone at the game was they loved it they thought it was hilarious so uh you know we could do it just saying it's out we there. can do it. So a Kansas, in Overland Park, Kansas, a Kansas couple has been charged with fraudulently collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative while they concealed his body inside their home for six years. Now I could get into more details. I'm going to say this off the rip. I don't want to vilify these people. This sounds like they're just trying to m- get some honest money for some tough work, David. I don't know how you feel, but I kind of respect the hustle of it all.
1: That's, wow.
0: Yeah. Right? It's smart. Yeah, that's,
1: a, that's a hustle. Yeah. It's certainly a hustle.
0: Yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna condone what they did necessarily, only because, again, I've already mentioned my employer, so I don't want to be on the record as condoning that, but, you know, $250,000 isn't small change, and what better way to honor your 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 lost one than money, right? A nice funeral. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, last one, I'm sure you saw this, uh, that the feds are by the, in a couple of years, gonna start banning those funny highway signs that we've seen already- over, oh. yeah. What a boo, what a massive boo that is. Who was clamoring and saying these aren't good for society? People- Apparently
1: it's because they're distractions, which is just like, yeah, anything to get people to look up from their phones while they're driving.
0: You know what? Out of spite, I'm going to start driving with my knees now just to piss them off. That's how bad I feel about this while I'm texting and snapping and snapping somebody. Yeah. If the signs are up to begin with, they're already a distraction. If you want to just have a normal sign that says, hey, don't drink and drive. Okay, but by that logic, it's a distraction. So you might as well have something that makes people more likely to pay attention and be like, oh, yeah, I should wear my seatbelt. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't drink and drive. Oh yeah, I should probably pull over if it's X Y Z. What what a society we've become, David. This is not the America I grew up in, where we're banning the no. We've become the no fun league of countries.
1: Truly, you know, we're the no fun league of highways.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're,
1: we're, we're, we're regulated. To, we're regulated to shit. We have speed limits. Our road design is terrible, and now we can't even have chuckle. Speed lead.
0: limits. What a concept. A speed limit. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna restrain people from reaching their full potential with a speed limit. What about those of us who own big muscle cars who just want to ride on the road as fast as we can?
1: Noted muscle car Kia
0: are They are badass vehicles. They're about badass speed, and you know that.
1: Hot, nasty speed.
0: I will say before we go, I uh, I got a ticket once for allegedly going 92 and a 70, and... Uh, I remember thinking I didn't know a QSL Soul could go in 92, and I wasn't trying to go 92, but uh, that was uh, so unfortunately how it happened. So uh, got knocked down to an improper driving, though. So as far as the law is concerned, I am a law-abiding citizen. Uh, so David, I know you, I know you got to go. So uh, we're, we're doing a little bit of a quickie today. But uh, anything you wanna you you're thinking about now, mid or late January?
1: Honestly, not particularly. Not good. Um, you know. Just
0: drink water. Yeah, drink water even in the cold. Uh, life is good, and uh, you know what? If you want to, uh, if you want to get back at the Highway Transportation Board for taking away funny signs, uh, we recommend driving with your knees.
1: Or um, get a get a flipper zero and take over the signs yourself.
0: Yes. So e- yes, either either hack the system or game the system by driving with your knees. That's the underemployed motto